This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, 150 plus years of England football national football team never been relegated in anything not there's been much chance to do but anyway one podcast from us and we're relegated it's per- it's perfect isn't it we're like a curse straight away to it <laughs> <laughs> we're a curse to it but it could it could be worse it's only the nations league is what i say it's not the euros or the world cup i made this point the nations league is one of the things when you're winning Oh, it's, it's the Nations League. It's, 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 yeah, it's a decent tournament. When you lose, it's, it's only the Nations League. <laughs> well, we we, get, we got to the final in 2018-19, didn't we? So We did. Everyone loved it. We had, we, it's just friendlies <laughs> ever since then. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, if you uh, obviously tune into this, we're just going to review on the fact that Italy beat us again. So, yeah, we uh, we lost. Lost one nil away at Italy and uh, yeah sealed our relegation down to uh, Group B of the Nations League for the next cycle. It wasn't a very good game, was no, it? It was. It was very poor, to be fair. Even though we had more possession, played more passes, had more shots. It's a tradition with even the club we support, but you <laughs> know it, it just didn't work. And obviously, I mentioned that I've got a few pointers to make. Saka at left wing back does not work. Doesn't he play right wing at Arsenal? So, why is he left wing back? Yeah. But... I think he I think he has played there for Arsenal before. But, for me, the whole thing is... The World Cup, World they need sure, it. need game time. Surely, this is an opportunity to... Yeah, sure, this was an opportunity for them to get some minutes under the belts and then go back to their clubs ready to push to get back in the side I, I really don't know mate I really don't know I think isn't Chilwell coming back from an injury as well so maybe yeah. with Chilwell it's a bit 50-50 but the team that we put out I saw it and saw you know it, it didn't look too bad on paper on paper it doesn't look bad but how many times have we said that recently with England oh yeah we look alright on paper then we go and lose 4-0 to Hungary which speaking of them congrats them on beating Germany 1-0 and winning the group like, I, don't, I don't know what they're feeding those Hungarians. Well, 
that we didn't even the game to spare. Who'd have thought that? <laughs> I know it's crazy. But um, speaking of Saka, he couldn't he couldn't get into the game playing a more defensive role, which meant for the youngsters in the team, along with Bellingham, no risks were really being taken too many too much. And you know, playing against Italy, you need to take risks in order to break them down. Well, yeah, that's essentially they're not going to gift you chances. They're just not that type of country. They never have been, have they? They're a side that are well drilled. They've always had solid defences, and you have to work for chances. And like I say, we we just thought, oh, just keep passing it around, and eventually something will fall into the lap. But it didn't. Yeah, but, it was... but I was looking at the I was looking at the side, and I was like, you know where. What's happened since the Euros? You know, where, where with this side have we gone so far backwards? I know it's it is crazy because it's not too dissimilar from the final team that we did play. Yeah, and it's like with that as well. Like, what's the diff? You know, where can we improve? Who's missing out of this side? Who you can say, well, it's all right because when he gets back, yeah. you know, we'll be better. You know, he'll improve as he'll make us more creative, or he'll give us a better platform to build on. You know, apart yeah. from you know stones at the back, but John Stones and Pickford in goal, they aren't going to make that much of a difference, surely. No, they they won't. Obviously, like Trippier at right wing back when he pl- does play this formation, Reese James didn't play bad. He got into the game. He was up and down the wings. But speaking of Reese James, why was he on set pieces? Well, he he might be a better defender, but he's no Trent Alexander Arnold putting no, the, the free kicks in the corners, in, is he? <laughs> now, I feel like I've seen, you know, Declan Rice, West Ham take a few set pieces. Even Foden, when he has to, they're miles better than Reese James on set pieces. It it really does confuse me. I'd say probably Foden would be my choice at them yeah. too, because I think you want Rice in, in the mix in there, don't you? Yeah, of course, when you've got like a Mount or a Ward-Prowse playing in that midfield, you'll put them on. But... Foden's an attacking player who we know can put a good cross in. He's got a good shot on him. But Reese James, if he's playing that right wing back spot, he's probably going to be the one out of that defence to out of the two wing backs to be defending. Yeah. I think <clears throat> like I say, I mean, to me, like I say, the left wing back was the the one though, like like you you touched on it earlier on yeah. with Saka. I just don't get why. Why you didn't start with Chilwell and then bring Shaw on, or vice versa? I, I really don't know, because if he's playing wingers, you could have started Sterling like he did and brought Saka on 60 minutes in just for that little bit of injection. Mm. But Does he does he really see a start in the World Cup with Saka at left wing-back? Probably not. I'd be, I'd be really concerned if we line up against Iran and Saka's at left wing-back. <laughs> yeah. I'd be really concerned. It's like seeing, for example, a Foden at right wing-back. Once that happens... All hell's going to break loose. I mean, I really... I'm sort of wondering where it's all gone, where it has all gone wrong, though. Since, since the Euros. I mean, just put into... Last six months, right? Not even six months, is it? Like June, July. Yeah, it's March, isn't it? We've yeah. not won so a game. last four months, five games, no wins, and three defeats. So three defeats in five games. Do you know how many games... We played prior to that and lost in not counting penalties, shootout defeats. But do you remember how many times we've been beaten by the other team? It like we'd lost three in 44. 
You're joking. <laughs> so we've gone from <laughs> what's losing, gone on? We've gone from losing three games in forty-four to losing three in the space of four months. For him, five games over the space wow. of four months. That's... So what? What's gone wrong? What? what because if anything, this team should be getting better. You know, they're a young side that that should be progressing and getting better. We are, it's not like we've had a load of retirements. It's not like we've got an aging side that are over the hill. So where what's gone wrong? I, I just can't put my finger on it. I, I I can't either, mate. Like you look at the team, like I said earlier on, on paper it can do good things, but it just seems like. We've had this issue before. You remember the Golden Generation 2010 World Cup? And on paper, that team just looked like, yep, we're going to win everything. And everyone was just playing individually. Yeah. I get that. Like, for example, with Sterling, I love the guy. He's great with Kane as a partnership. But when there's an option to pass, he doesn't do it. It was Who's that, Kane? Sterling. When he's on the ball, he, he, he runs. Runs himself into an area where there's no space, and then he doesn't play a pass when there's someone open. Yeah, I think he's a gifted footballer, isn't he? and he's obviously gifted with you know, gifted with his, uh, with his, like, his physical attributes, his speed, his agility, and that. But I, I do think maybe sometimes he's not been the cleverest of footballers in regards of making them kind of choices. Yeah, it's it is it is really tough with obviously what's going on because, like we said, we can't put a finger on what's going on wrong. But what we mentioned of, for example, playing Tamori and, you know, Abraham against an Italian team, the two subs which are used were Luke Shaw and Drac Grealish. I mean, Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony didn't even make the bench. What's the point? I don't know. I we, really don't we know. We said, didn't we, in, in our, our, our podcast last, for this game, we said, it's all about learning. What can you learn? What can we learn where at full time we can say, regardless of the results, Oh, I now know this and this. Other than when, other than Bakari Saka can't play left wing back. <laughs> what questions has he answered? He's not answered anything because it's the same as the last round of the Nations League. It's yeah. drab. It's boring. There's, it's not the England team which was here last year at the Euros. Yeah, oh, I beg your pardon, yeah, we'll add in Nick Pope is a good backup to Jordan. He is, he is a good backup, well, that, made a few great saves, to be fair. But that's fell on his lap, because you can guarantee if Pickford had been fit, he'd have been in goal. For so sure. He had, to, he had to pick somebody going goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I'll pick up on, same as in the Euros final, Italy were their normal, dirty selves. <laughs> well, Jack Grealish is going to be black and blue in the morning, <laughs> and he was only on for... Was about half an hour, <laughs> if not less than that. Every time he got the ball, he was, you know, tackled down. But actually, you know, he, looked, he looked like the old the Aston Villa Grealish to me. He did, that. he did inject something, but obviously, yeah. th- there was just nothing really going on. I think the only clear cut chance we had throughout the whole game was when Kane crossed it across the box to Sterling, and Sterling missed, I believe. But that's the only good bit of passing I really saw from the whole game. Yeah, soon Graham soon has to fire him up this week. <laughs> <Got him. laughs> we know how soon as loves to fire it, don't he? He loves to fire up his players. He'll be gutted as a Scotsman getting getting England uh, players fired up and going. Yeah. But I feel like the last the last thing I want to touch on because I don't think we really want to touch on the Italy game any more than what went on was no. um, Raspadori's goal. Good goal from him. Good young lad. I believe he's only about twenty twenty one. Um, 
burst onto the scene last year in Syria. Kyle Walker just didn't know where to go with him. He um, <laughs> The ball came down, brilliant touch. Walker kept going another five yards because he thought he kept going and then sort of jockeyed him about 10 yards away from him and just tried to put a foot out. And to be fair, great finish. Nick Pope couldn't really do anything about it. It's just when there's a chance like that, you've got to be tight marking. You've got to make the space towards the goal look less than what it actually is. Yeah. I think, like you say, yeah, it's just a bit slack and a bit off. I noticed a couple of times as well, like Walker was sort of remonstrating with Dyer and pointing and quite yeah. vigorously, you know, giving and and but his passes to Dyer at that time when he was having a go at him for his distribution, he was bobbling them up and they were awkward coming into Dyer yeah. to like, you know, and I thought, you know, get your own house in order, mate, before you stop <laughs> having to go at other people. It was as if like Yeah. To be fair, mentioning on Dyer, I want to give an apology because the other night I did say, you know, I'm, he might not be the best player to be there. He did brilliantly tonight, in my opinion. He was he was the best defender we had. Harry Maguire, to be fair, played better than what I expected, but, you know, he was still the same old Manchester United Harry Maguire. And we, we've just got to find out the issue because it could quite literally be Pickford comes back into the fold. You get, you know, Stones back into the team. Trippier comes in. And straight away, you've already got three players in there which were key to our Euro success. Yeah, because Stones will be back, won't you, for the Germany game? Because he was suspended, wasn't he, for tonight? That's why mm-hmm. he didn't. I mean, Grealish is suspended for the Germany game anyway, so that means Ivan Tony's got his place back on the bench. Well, possibly. <laughs> we'll see. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> having another make, makeshift left wing back on there. Oh, don't, I don't! I can't go through that. I've gone through enough of that this club <laughs> season, let alone England. <laughs> I mean, going obviously, we're saying now we're going to get relegated. Have you seen that Scotland? They're top of their They've group been in, in B. They, they're going to they're going to be rubbing it right in our faces. <laughs> they will be. They will be. They, ru- they rubbed it in our face when they won us nil nil in the Euros. If you remember that, <laughs> yeah, that great nil nil win they had. <laughs> I know, but. Like we've said, if we were winning this, we'd probably be, you know, raving like, oh, yeah, we're through to, like, the knockout stages. But, nah, it's only the Nations League. It, I'm I'm not really too fussed. It's like, think of it like the Carabao Cup in club football. It's a Mickey Mouse trophy, really, isn't it? It gives friendlies a meaning, is what I've said. Yeah. Well, at the minute, obviously, you know, we're down. So the following countries, I did a bit of research earlier on, the following countries is the only ones who've never been relegated and are safe from relegation this time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Belgium, Croatia. Now you can add Germany and Italy onto the list. Uh, Netherlands, Portugal and Spain. So there's not many not many who've never been relegated who've spent their entire time in the uh, top division in the Nations yeah. League and never gone down. I'm looking at our Nations League group and it's one of them which, if you flipped it around, is how people predicted the group to be. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. England, Germany, Italy, Hungary. But instead, it's the other way around where Hungary are eight points ahead of us. <laughs> After they're, winning they're one of the best nil. teams in the tournament, aren't they? Yeah, and I think you'd be, you'd be expecting us to be beating them 4-0 away, if anything. Not them beating us 4-0, would you? But yeah, I feel like the semi-finals and the final will be interesting because at the moment... Netherlands and Belgium are fighting out for that top spot. Um, obviously, Italy and Hungary are still fighting out for it. So, it's a case of if Italy win and Hungary draw, 
Hungary still win the group. So for them going to play Italy well, they'll in play the game, other, won't they? they'll play yeah, each other. So yeah. Italy need to win. Yeah. Um then you've got obviously your Spain and Portugal battling out for that top spot and then Croatia and Denmark. So I feel like those semi-finals and finals will be great to watch for a neutral. I mean, as as uh, international football goes, there's a couple of like local derbies there as well. There is, too fair. Yeah, Spain and Portugal. Portugal. Spain, Portugal, yeah. It's not too bad. Mm. But yes, I mean, is there anything else you want to mention about the Nations League or this game in particular? I, I just hope we don't play like this at the World Cup, I'll be honest. <laughs> Otherwise, well, I mean, it's going to be a very early trip home. I think one one thing to say as well is that we've scored one goal in five games. Not to be like more negative and bring more miserableness on us. The penalty. We've actually only scored once in five games, and that was an eighty-eighth minute penalty. So in reality, we've scored zero from open play. Yeah, non. Which is equivalent to another specific team that you don't ever want to be compared to in San Marino. Yes, you mentioned this earlier, didn't you? We're the only yeah. team, us and San Marino are the only teams not to score non non penalty goals. Well, it's the fact San Marino <laughs> haven't scored in general. <laughs> <laughs> so to be compared to that, it's not really what you want. But hopefully things do improve. I do kind of want to see us, you know, go far in a World Cup. Just don't let it be how it was in 2010, being packed home dead early. And a final final thing I'll touch on is I'm blaming the new home kit. Not the fine. new home shirt makes me feel like saying something. It's something you like getting a... knocked out in the round of 16 by Senegal written all over it. You you added an extra letter in there that it doesn't need. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a shirt. It's, it's... Yeah. yeah. The the way I see it is, you know, the away shirt, mm-hmm. if that was white and blue, you've got a really nice kit. Okay. But, you know, with the away shirt, I wouldn't have minded it like this with the, you know, the orange or the red and like a blue. But, you know, we're England. We're we're always a bit awkward at times, aren't we? But yeah, I feel like moving on to the next part is probably the best thing to do to yeah. keep us both sane. Let's go on to Germany. So, I'm going to hit you with a few stats here, Andy. I mean, have you got any to come back at me with? Or have you I haven't. I feel like for this this type of pod, you're stato and I'll give myself a break. <laughs> well, record against Germany head-to-head. We've won 14, drew 5, lost 15 from the 34 encounters. Okay. Okay, however, the 2-0 win in Euro 2020 was the first time we beat Germany in England since 1975. Wow. Only the second time since the 1966 World Cup final, with a draw and six defeats in that time. Okay. So they've certainly been getting up for them games since we beat them in the World Cup final, haven't they? Yeah, we've 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 tried and we've overcome them twice, but it there's always history between England and Germany, isn't there? And we're not gonna state obvious reasons because I kind of like doing podcasts. But it is seen as a derby, isn't it, in a way? Yeah, there's a lot of history there in the on yeah. and off the pitch, unfortunately. As <laughs> yeah, England fans in Rome decided, reasonings, to be, but... uh, decided to sing about the other day, or stupidly in my opinion, but there you go. There you go. But, you know, it's it's one of them. It's got no meaning for us, has it, really? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, 
play the teams or play players that should get a bit of game time. Give Tony a game. Let him yeah. have some experience. It literally now is just a warm-up for the World Cup, this game. Um, but yes, just continue on these stats. The last meeting we had was the 1-1 draw in June, where an 88th-minute Kane penalty rescued a point. Uh, obviously, as we've said, that is the only goal we've scored in the five Nations League games. So you're saying there could be another penalty for us to score later on? Uh, possibly. <laughs> um, Germany lost to Hungary tonight. Uh, but before that, they were unbeaten in 13 games, won nine, drew four, since their defeat to England at Euro 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so again, they didn't take that defeat very well either. We could um, make them have another defeat. Uh, yes, so they lost to Hungary tonight. Before that, their last game was a 5-2 win over Italy, which ended a run of four consecutive 1-1 draws. Oh, wow. And to end on a positive, Harry Kane has scored in each of his three appearances versus Germany. Yeah, so it's going to be a late Harry Kane penalty again then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to know who the ref is? Go on then. Danny Macaulay from Holland. Uh, he's been FIFA listed since 2011 when he was actually only 28 years old. Wow. He's also a police inspector based in Rotterdam. And guess what? Go on. He refed England v Germany at Euro 2020. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was thinking, where do I recognise this name from? He was, oh, that's where. He was also the ref for our semi-final win against Denmark uh, when okay. he gave that penalty in extra time for a foul one stealing. Do you remember that was a, it was a bit of a dodgy one? Always a penalty. Always so, a penalty. So again, Harry Kane's going to have a penalty to score. <laughs> Um, so yeah obviously that's there's the stats uh, Germany is the games themselves obviously COVID-19 has ruled out Manuel Neuer and Leon Goretzka whilst Julian Brandt is ill but has not tested positive uh, Marco Royce has also pulled out the squad with an injury yeah he might be missing the World Cup yeah I mean we're, I, we're... I read something about Marco Royce where it's like the only World Cup finals he's been to is like 20. 2014 14, yeah. 2014, and he's missed out on every single Euro since. Like he's he's a brilliant player on his day, but he's extremely injury prone. And I do feel for him because if he had gone to more World Cups and he was less injury prone, yeah, you feel he, would, I, he, would, been, he, is, he would have been even more world class than what he is now. I mean, I was looking earlier on. He only got like obviously only, <laughs> but it's like fifty-two caps for Germany. You think he'd probably have double that if he wasn't always injured. Yeah. Well, he's only 33, and if you look at the amount of games he's played for his clubs and that, you'd think, oh, yeah, he's probably nearing, you know, 600, 700. He's still played 525 games. But you look at the games he's played in seasons, 32, 30, 20, 26, 17, 11, 27, 19. You, you sort of get the idea that he's extremely injury-prone. Yes, the German Wilshire. <laughs> I didn't think Wilshire played out on the wings, but okay. <laughs> Jim and Giggs never fit for his national team. Maybe yeah. maybe it's not Alex Ferguson style. Maybe he's not actually injured. They just say yes. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, do you remember? Have you seen like Jamal Musiala? Oh, Musiala, who used yeah. to be England. Youth, didn't he? Yeah, so he came, he's still only 19 now, bro. So he came through the England sort of youth set up in size, didn't he? Yeah. And then 
he obviously but then decided to play for Germany, plays for Bayern Munich. Do you know like he's nineteen, but he's already got fifteen caps. For Germany. Yeah, so Which... I mean, I'd, and I'll be honest, I haven't seen him play as much, you know, as, yeah, as obviously, yeah. you know, as if he was playing the Premier League or something. But yeah. the, the I, don't I, think, I don't think he'd have acquired 15 caps in the England side with no, all the attackers we've got. So he's probably made, for his career, and that he's probably made the right decision, hasn't he, to, yeah. to go and play for the, Germany. The way I see it is, imagine if he did stick with the British tag play for Bayern Munich and like Jude Bellingham who's currently playing over in Germany those two in centre midfield I know it's an extremely young centre midfield pairing but those two I think would could work very very well and that's one thing I you know I wouldn't say hate about England and they can let you know with any national team they can let them go for play for a parent club or like you know for example he's got a German mother that's why he can play for him but there's one or two other internationals, like Wilfred Zaha, for example. I think he could have been all right for England, but obviously he's been in and out of... Was it Ivory Coast he plays for now? He does, yeah. And, and then he was England and then went back to Ivory Coast. And then he, it, It's one of those... I, it didn't it used to be like a minimum age of like a 21-year-old cut-off? And wherever you are, you play, 21. Yeah, I think it's if you play a competitive game now, isn't it? You play yeah. a competitive game, that's it. But then you look at, for example, this is completely off topic, but Diego Costa, he changed from Brazil to Spain at like 28. Yeah. And and it's like, why? But um, nah, it, it's one of them. It's a young talent that we sadly don't have, but it, I, I will always see him as, you know, that partly English player. And he, he will go on to great things, to be fair. He'll be in the Premier League in a few years. I mean, we lost, uh, we lost another one this time, haven't we? This yeah, round, yeah. these games, another young English talent. I can't put my finger on it. Tariq Lamptey, mm-hmm. play, playing for Ghana now. Yeah. Tariq so, Lamptey, I feel like tonight would have fit into the system. <laughs> it's funny because Andre Ayew said he's got to, he's got to be, be prepared to die for the country. Oh my God. <laughs> so he's a, yeah. Uh, so I don't think there's any coming back for him. I think he's now. I don't. I don't think Andre Ayew would take the news very well if he said, "You know what? I'm. I'm. I'm going to play for England again." <laughs> well, if he's told him playing for playing for, did you say Senegal? Ghana. For playing for Ghana, the 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 flags are very similar. Like Ghana, Cameroon, Senegal, all of them are very similar to each other. But for Ghana, if he said that when he was playing for Ghana. If he said, you know, I'm, I, I want to go back play for England. Imagine, imagine what Ayu's going to be like. <laughs> You're not leaving. You're stuck now. <laughs> uh, I we're getting well off topic here, aren't we? <laughs> let's 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 digress back on. So I mean, there's quite a few players who maybe have a bit of a point to prove as well on the Germany oh, side. Sure. You know, the Germany lineup. Sort of like because Werner was sort of bombed out of Chelsea once. Sane sort of left Manchester City, maybe not seeing the best of him. And yeah. then obviously Serge Nabry went to Arsenal. And Terry Pulis said he wasn't good enough to play for West Brom, didn't he? <laughs> he said, yeah, about that, he's he's doing brilliantly for for Germany, isn't he? Yeah. So I mean, like the attack attacker wise, like say Werner, Sane, Nabry of all. Maybe like say getting a bit fired up playing England's just for that yeah, for that reason. Well, the thing is with Werner, he's he's not a bad striker. We've seen that as he's gone back over to the Bundesliga, 
Mm. But there's one or two players as well who've potentially got names to make for themselves and get them back into the team. For example, Julian Draxler. He he was up and coming. He now plays for Benfica. Like his career, I don't want to say he's gone downhill, but it sort of has in a way. Like I think Mark Andre Stegen's taken over from Manuel Neuer at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, imagine Stegen will be in goal as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, but his other options burnt Leno, and obviously he's now playing for Fulham. He was frozen out of the Arsenal team. Yeah, Leno's not in the squad though, is he? Is he not? No. To be fair, Germany have got a lot of solid solid goalkeepers, haven't they? Yeah, you've got three keepers who are all 32 plus. (laughs) Really? So you've got Neuer, you've got obviously Stegen, and is it Oliver Bauman or? Mm. Wow. Wow, that that really does surprise me. Like, to be fair, you've got Kevin Trapp who hasn't even been selected as well. Yeah, so they've got, like I say, they've got enough to choose from there. You only need one. Yeah, you only need <laughs> one. But we said this about Italy, and they chose four keepers, and you know, <laughs> none of them are going to overtake Donnarumma, are they? They choose four keepers. Yet Donnarumma played his thirtieth consecutive game for Italy tonight. <laughs> Some some national team selections that we've already touched it with us, but it, it, some players that get called up, they they are going there thinking, you know, I'm going there to sit on the bench, but I do not mind it because I'm representing my national team. Yeah, well, fair play. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you've you've got Muller up front, 116 caps, 44 goals, captain, England's chief tormentor for a long time until. I mean, going back to that Euro 2020 match, yeah. mentioned it once more. Obviously, he could have drew him level, couldn't he, between yeah. England's two late goals. and I will say something about Thomas Muller, which is a bold statement. Go he on. is still one of the best midfielders in world football. So, yeah. He's all in the correct space. He's always, you know, looking for the space. He's always know always knows where that pass is going to be. And I think Jose Mourinho described him as the complete midfielder, you know, considering he's managed so many world-class players that if Muller is that complete midfielder, and to be fair, even with his age, you want, he's 34, 30, 33, 34, isn't he? Yeah. He, everyone's thought he's been 27 for the past 10 years, though, to be honest. <laughs> but age isn't affecting him. Well, this will be his fourth World Cup as well, this. Yeah, it's September, Daniel, but you know, nah. this summer the World is Cup a brilliant, never. brilliant footballer, and I think he's got upwards of 600, 700 club appearances, which you know, not many players can get to that level. Hmm. I mean, one thing to, to note as well. Is that obviously, you know, Italy, we said, didn't we, that they had a very inexperienced side. There wasn't many yeah. caps, obviously, taking away sort of, you know, Donnarumma, Benucci. Um, you know, the, the spine of the side, wasn't it? The Giorgino. Yeah, yeah. The spine of the team is very, very experienced. Yeah, the, the, Italy had, like, there was one play, you know, one attacker, one midfielder, one defender, yeah. one goalkeeper who were experienced. The rest were the sort of new players that they were sort of testing out, having yeah. a look at. Uh, you know, less than 10 caps. Germany, the complete opposite. <laughs> Apart from Havertz, 23, and uh, Musiala, who we mentioned, yeah. the, their strongest side, you would say, 
every other player is 26 or above. Yeah, pretty so much. Sort of like... in their prime or, you know, slightly over the prime if it's like early 30s. Yeah. And I'm, think... I'm looking at the formation that they play now. So they play 4-2-3-1. Their best lineup when they've got players fit. Mamor Neuer in goal. Um, obviously, Rudiger's in there. Um, you've got Matthias Ginter, Nicholas Schuler, who can play in there. Schuler, I think, plays right back for the German national team. Or Hoffman, who is actually in midfield. Joshua Kimmich, Goretzka, Sane, Gundogan. And then you've got your options up front. Nabry, Muller, Havertz, Werner. Sane it's very again. strong. <laughs> it is very strong. But like I said, the experienced players aren't they they're not yeah. there's not many youngsters like unknowns in there they're all you know two three hundred club games and you know 226 like say in their prime players in their prime yeah. which again is going to be a different different um experience and task than playing italy yeah it's going to be tough to break them down i think i feel like obviously with like we've mentioned, if you look at the three main midfielders controlling there, Kimmich, Muller and Gundogan played tonight. That is going to be extremely tough to break down, I think. And then you've yeah. got the centre-back pairing of Sula and Rudiger. I mean, what would you... Bear in mind, I mean, we said the other day, didn't we, that it was all about learning. Mm-hmm. And Gareth Southgate obviously went with the thing of trying to get a result, and that was the important thing tonight. We didn't get that. There literally is nothing riding on this. Doesn't matter if we win or the only thing you could do is it if he wants to win, he might not want to go into the World Cup six games without a win. Yeah. But the thing is, we've been playing the five games previous we played a strongest side and we haven't won any of them. <laughs> yeah, it's so one of them. There's no guarantee he, we're gonna win this game either. Will he play aside what he thinks he should play against Iran? And it, looking at it now. We've said this at club level as well. He's had enough time to see that the five-back doesn't work. He's had enough time to see that. I don't think he's changing that at this point. But he won't. No. That's the problem. I'm not not sure it's a wise decision to change it. Like one game before a tournament. When you've been playing it for nearly six years. The question is, what team do you play? Obviously, Pope's going to keep his place at the time being. Well, yes. So, let's start this. So, so Nick Pope played well tonight. Yeah, I think Trippier comes in. So you're saying Nick Pope definitely keeps his place? Yeah, Pope keeps his place. Um, Would you say, if Nick Pope has a good game again, does he put serious pressure on Jordan Pickford? Yeah, for sure. So you think there's a possibility that Pope could leapfrog Pickford by the time Iran comes round? I mean, it's one of them that, if Pickford, for example, comes back... How, I don't know how long Pickford's out for, to be honest. Because, let's be honest, Pickford has not been playing fantastic. He's had, he's had good games for Everton. Yeah. But he's also had spells where his form hasn't been great. It's one of them, though. Pickford can have absolute mares for Everton and, yeah, months and before. And he comes into the England team. And he's brilliant. Totally agree. He's He's been... He's been Southgate's number one for 
what two through this is this will be the third cycle, won't it? Yeah, it will be the third. And we've got now. the semi finals and the final with them in goal. So I feel like as much pressure as Pope will put on, Pickford will keep that spot. But if Pickford still has, you know, his injury troubles and everything, Pope keeps that place. Yeah, so Pope is now the clear number two above Ramsdale for you. Yeah, for sure. And Sam Johnston is just there because Pickford's injured. Sam Johnston's there just in case anything goes on. But I think it's Dean Not Henderson Johnston, at the moment, sorry. isn't it? I'm not Sam Johnson, it's always Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson. Sam Johnson gets called up <laughs> after Dean Henderson. <laughs> yeah. But um right well, back. Joe Bierce, he gets a call up. <laughs> we can just... only hope. But um uh, Reese James, like I I love Reese James, I do, but I feel like you need to bring in someone like a Trippier or a Ward Prowse. Not a Ward Prowse, bloody hell. I'm not playing Ward Prowse at right wing, but Alexander Arnold. You you've got to play someone there who can do set pieces but can also defend and with good crossing. I feel like Reese James, he's, he runs with it and then plays simple passes. That That's the, what I get the impression of Reese James. He's a better defender than maybe Trent. But going forward, Trent Alexander-Arnold's got it. And if you're playing the wing-back formation, you need players who want to push forward and putting cross into the box. Yeah, I think Trippier is... For me, Trippier is the most rounded of the of the right backs. Yeah, yeah. of which there is a massive posse. <laughs> we <have laughs> We've got too many right backs. Yeah. To be fair, um, for me, he's he. I've always liked Kieran Trippier. I've always thought he's. Uh, I think Kyle Walker as well is another one of you know who's struggled to find a weakness in Kyle Walker's game. Yeah, um, and I think he's perfect fit for that right sided centre half in a three. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I think he's he's got the pace to cover anything over the top. He can if he gets dragged out, you know, if Trippier is playing or whoever's playing at right wing back yeah. does push forward and then they move into a full back four, then he is comfortable obviously as a right back in that situation. Yeah. The um, the way I see the way the way we play tonight, obviously if Reese James goes forward, like you say, Carl Walker can go at right back. But it can also be a four-three-three because Eric Dyer's natural position is a centre defensive midfielder, isn't it? Really, yeah. So that means Saka then, rather than playing left wing back, is playing at left back. Yeah, and I feel like you've got to play Luke Shaw there. Okay, so I, I know he's not been the best at Man United, but yet again, he's one of those players when he plays for England, he shines. Yeah, so we're sticking. So we're sticking with the five at the back. We've got. Obviously, um, Pope in goal. We've got Trippy at right wing back. You're saying you want Shaw starting this game against Shaw Jimmy at left, at wing, left back? wing back? Okay. So, Chil- is Chilwell going to get any game time? Because obviously he hasn't got any tonight. Chilwell, you could probably do it within, you know, like at the 50, 60 minute mark. Like, yeah. No, it was one of those where it's no hard feelings. I just need to see how you guys are going to perform. I wouldn't even be surprised. You no. Know. Is there a, how many, is it five substitutes max? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised seeing a few half-time substitutes. I wouldn't even blame Southgate at that point. He just needs to see his players play, doesn't he? Yeah, and like I say, I think it's. I think Ben Chilwell again would benefit from a run out, benefit yeah. from four to five minutes an hour. Um, I'd be happy for him to start, to be honest. But yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind either. I think I think it's important that both of them, Chilwell and Shaw, get some game time yeah. um, and I, go back, go back. Yeah. Feeling like they can go and challenge to get, you know, feel like they've they've gone back to Man United and back to Chelsea. Yeah, better um, equipped to challenge than when they left and went to the England squad. Oh yeah, for sure. 
but I, I wouldn't change the centre-back pairings. There isn't really anyone else we can really put in. Yes, Tamori's a good player, but I really don't know too much about him, to be honest. That's the thing. I know, I know he's quick and I know he's strong, but if you're playing the five-back, like, for example, with Eric Dyer in that middle, who can play in that midfield role, I don't think Tamori can do that. And at the moment, Eric Dyer fits that. It's with Maguire, he could replace him there. Okay, so I'm going to say to you then, Kyle Walker, right hand side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem with that. He gets that. Not he gets the nod there. John Stones, he's available. Is he coming? Is he coming in to this? If Stones this is available for sure. Okay, so, so I go with Walker right, Maguire central, Stones on the left. So you will drop Eric Dyer. I would. I know it hurts, but I feel like Dyer knows that at the moment. You know. He's only there for the time being. Like, I wasn't even expecting to get a call up at first. But I mean, he's been playing really well for time. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's harsh with the England teams, but I feel like if he wants to play a team, he knows he's going to play at the World Cup. I don't think Dyer starts at the World Cup unless it's in midfield. Yeah, Antonio Conte is a a great manager for for a a variety of things, but one of the things is he gets his defence sorted. And he improves yes. players and defenders. And I think Eric Dyer is benefiting from being coached by him at the minute. I could see Stones coming in for Maguire and keep Dyer in if that's if that's how mm. we're seeing it. That's how I could see that happening. Yeah, uh, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. Because I think as, as, good as, as good a servant as, as Southgate believes Maguire's been, by keeping him in the England setup and England in the England team, what kind of message is that sending out to everybody else? It's one of them. He's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders anyway, Auntie. And yeah, if he if he takes him out the side and says, you know what, yeah, you've done really well for me in the past, but you aren't guaranteed a start. You know, you you do need to pick it up, pick your form up. The way I see it is, look at what's happened at United since he's gone on the bench. Yeah, they've won all the games since, haven't they? Yeah, he's because he's, he's far better option for him on the bench than he is on the yeah. pitch. Like it? worst case scenario, if he needs to come off the bench, fair enough. But I feel like a back three of Walker, Dyer, and Stones would work very well. Yeah. Okay, so who's your midfield at the minute? Who's your midfield then for this Germany game? I really did like Rice and Bellingham. I really yeah. did like it. Considering Trippy has come into the team, now we've got a free kick taker. Yeah, I think we should keep the same two. I think them two could be a partnership for England for years to come. Yeah. And, you know, I think giving them another 90 minutes together is only going to benefit us come the World Cup. Yeah, for And sure. that's what the priority is, let's be honest. It's not this game, is it? It's what no. we do at the World Cup. So, yeah, 100% I'd keep them two and give them at least another hour in the now, playing together. Think about the front three, though. Sterling, Kane and Foden's been so common as of recent. But I touched on Foden tonight, didn't I? I just said he, he looked like he was playing by himself. He didn't want to look for options. And the same with Sterling. But I don't feel like Sterling's a player you can take out the team as well as Kane. But Foden, he's still young. He's still got time to develop. He's still only 21, 22, isn't he? So... It's not like his England career is going to come to an end at all. So um, I'm going to be bold and chuck Jared Bowen into the team. Okay, so he's playing... I take his he's playing off the right front wing. Man. 
Yeah, he'll be playing on the right. Okay. Reason so... being, he's quick. He's got a bit more experience than Phil Foden. And I just feel like, yeah, his club performances haven't been too great so far this season. But look at him last season. He's not. Ha- he hasn't started for England yet, has he? Jared Bowen, I don't think. I don't believe so, no. It could be a massive confidence booster for him going into the Premier League season yet again as well. Yeah, and there's no Grealish, so that's one less option. Yeah, exactly. So, I wouldn't even mind Mason Mount there, because that's sort of his secondary position. So, either a Mason Mount or a Jared Bowen at that right wing, and then I'm keeping Kane and Sterling, because when those two link up and on the same wavelength, it's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I made the point earlier on. I was uh, talking to a mate and about Tony not being in the squad, not even on the bench. And I said, like, you know, what are we going to do if Kane gets injured? This is a perfect opportunity to have a look at other people. We're not going to learn from playing Kane. And he made the point. He said, yeah, but the thing is, England's formation is centred so much around Harry Kane and he is such a good player. And so he, he is that vital to their setup. There, yeah. there isn't any other option. That's the one worry I have when Kane's England career comes to an end. Because well, then that I means the whole system's got to change, hasn't <laughs> it? Because that means the whole system that we're playing has got to change, unless you're going to use Tammy Abraham, potentially, as that option. Which yeah, I can but... see him doing. He's just he's, He is strong, he's quick, but the system's built so much around Harry Kane. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got another Euros and another World Cup, probably do, with Kane fair. available, so... Yeah. He's he's not young, but he's not old. He's twenty nine, isn't he? So he's got at least one more World Cup in him. Yeah, I mean, look at players like Lewandowski and that. You know, he's thirty. Was he thirty four? And he's still going. Lewandowski's a different beast, though, isn't he? Is he? Is his goal scoring record says so? Well, yeah, but his play style is very similar to Kane. Though playing in the Bundesliga for Bayern Munich. Yeah, Uh, ah, (laughs) La Liga for Barcelona. Yeah, it was the same thing again, though, isn't it? <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, do you know what I mean? Scoring a goal a game in those teams and those leagues is a bit yeah. different to doing it. But then Harry Kane's done a goal a game in the Premier League, hasn't he? For Tottenham as well. Tottenham not as, as well. if he's doing it for Man City. Yeah, it's a shame he won't win anything at Tottenham, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And the thing but... with Kane is, Kane's also, like, you know, was it not, well, not last season, the season before? He won the Golden Boot and the mm-hmm. award for most assists as well. So he had the most goals in the league and the most assists. Hey, he, he is a special player. And to be fair, when he first jumped onto the scene in that season where he played all those games, everyone was like, he's going to be the future of England. He is. Mm. Well, I, I've, I've said for the last couple of years, is it, I wouldn't swap him for any number nine in the world. No. You might get more goals out of... Like, Abraham, for example. Lewandowski might score more goals or whatever, but... As a as a as a target man, you know, like a number nine, whatever, he is the most complete one for me. I wouldn't oh, yeah, say I sure. wouldn't swap him for any. I think he's I think he's a fantastic player. He is brilliant and like you say, I wouldn't I wouldn't swap him for anyone. Like he, he has helped this country and since he's become captain, you know, the U getting us to a final of the Euros. Who was the la- the last captain to do that? I'm, I'm I don't want to get this wrong, but Bobby Moore was it captain at that point in 1966? Oh, no, that was yeah, that was that was World Cup. I was going to say we never yeah. got to the final of the Euros. Yeah, but before, but, yeah. the last final we got to, captain was he's on par now, captain level of Bobby Moore in a way, 
because he's managed to do that. Maybe Bobby Moore's still ahead because we won the thing. But if we can win this World Cup with Harry Kane, which seems like a million miles away at this moment, <laughs> you know. Hey, hey, don't don't be leaving out La Tour Noir. In, 1990, <laughs> in 1997, Alan Shearer captained us to that. <laughs> oh, what a trophy. <laughs> but yeah. Now, I feel like that's our team. So we're going with Pope and Goal, Pickford when he's fully fit, Trippier, Walker, Dias, Stones, and then Chilwell or Shaw, Rice and Bellingham midfield, and then either a Bowen, Mount, Bowen on Mount at right wing and then Kane and Sterling. Oh, that, that's... Seems all right for starters. It, it, yeah, but if you look <laughs> at it now, if you look at that team, what we've just mentioned, it already looks better than the team we played tonight on paper. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if Jared Bowen is oh, a better player yeah. than Phil Foden on paper. Here we go. Here we go. We're not debating <laughs> this tonight. But as, as a whole team in general, yeah, I think you've got players in there who have got points to prove. You, Jared Bowen knows he isn't certain of a place in that squad. So yeah. he is going to go into play that Germany game, knowing that he's got to perform to book his seat on the play, hasn't he? To yeah. um, Nick Pope is... knows he's not guaranteed a place in the starting lineup. Yeah. Eric Dyer probably doesn't even think he's guaranteed in the squad. He might have played. Maguire's tonight, probably he... a bit shaky about it as well. That's the thing. All yeah. of them, well, most of them, probably fifty percent of them, are a bit. You know, have I have I still got my place in the England team for the yeah. future? I mean, you could even say, with the amount of right-backs we've got, can any of those... I mean, Walker probably can because of his versatility. Trippier. Just, you know, if I would be worried if I was Trent Alexander-Arnold right now. Yeah, because his club performances have been woeful, that's the thing. Yeah. And he's, he's not been... You know, he, he was prepared to leave him out of the Euros and then he got injured he was. in the end. But I think... I I'm not sure he would have made the cut there either, would he? Nah. It, it's looking at the rest it's probably all right like the newcomers like Tamori for example he might be a little bit shaky because he's not actually really kicked a ball for us has he not 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 much no, no. who was the other one left out of the team was it Mark Gahey yeah yeah he's probably feeling extremely uncertain but considering Grealish is out of the team maybe just chuck him on the bench I don't know why we have both goalkeepers on the bench that's what I not don't understand yeah, it's, a, it's not one in a million chance that you have two goalkeepers go down in the same game. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Pope and Ramsdale on the bench, Chuck Gahey on the bench, I, I th- and then bring no, th- Tony and Fabrilish. I think anything that anything that increases the chances of the comedy of an outfield player going in goal should be applauded. And, and... <laughs> exactly. Put Carl Walker in, he's done it before. Yeah, we should have no goalkeepers on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we've pretty much we've picked the team. Then we're getting ready. Is there anything else you want to say about Germany? I just hope we can win them. I just I don't want to go into the World Cup not having a win in six games. <laughs> well, so I think that brings an end to this one, doesn't it, mate? I think we've waffled yeah, I would on long say enough. So we have waffled a bit longer than last time, but you know we're getting used to just me and you. Together. Yes, we've got no Mike. Usually yeah. there's three of us in there. Yeah, but this was our idea, so Mike, yes. we have said you are you are eligible to come on anytime. He hates international just football. Us, <laughs> he's just letting us do our thing, isn't he? 
Yeah, we'll just get that out there. He hates international football. (laughs) (laughs) With a passion. Yeah, he's passionate about (laughs) not following England. (laughs) But yeah, so when we do love you, Mike, we promise. When we get to the knockouts of the World Cup, and he wants to be knocking on our door, yeah, we'll say no. Where were you? Where were you against Iran? Eh? (laughs) Maybe, maybe if we get to the final, we might consider it. Where were you? Where we were? Where we were compared to San Marino? <laughs> He's gonna listen back to this and go, "What? Key hits. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mike. We really do." Uh, but yes, we will be back. Um, just before we go, just let you know, we will be back post the game on Monday. Uh, we'll do another little review of the journey game, and then maybe um, just. Just give you a quick thought of quick thoughts on uh, what the squad might be looking like for the World Cup, and then I think we'll be probably back again when the 55 man huge half the Premier League included <laughs> squad is announced. Lewis Baker better be in there for how he's performing at the moment, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I think what we'll do is I reckon, shall we get together before that squad's announced and we can yeah. sort of pick our squad can't yeah, we? We, we and we then sort, see we can what... sort of draft up our own yeah 55 man team and compare how consi- how close our prediction was yeah should we pick five pick five in each position yeah that seems like an idea yeah and we'll do that yeah so bro, we'll see you in a bit guys we enjoy the game everybody as little as it's now got riding on it <laughs> last last stop isn't it before the world cup so uh, yeah, enjoy that, and we shall speak to you. We shall see you again on Tuesday. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.